Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number seven. Today, we're going to talk about some misconceptions that I've heard in the bird world. These are things that I've heard in my office um, that are really just not true and that I want to let you know that they're not true and that they're misconceptions. Um, I want to focus on what people have heard about birds, and particularly if they're interested in getting a bird, and some of the things that they may have heard that are just not true. There are quite a few of these. Um, And in my almost 25 years of bird practice, I have heard a few of these misconceptions over and over again, these sort of myths. So I wanted to mention a few to you that have come up that I think are kind of important if you are thinking of getting a bird. First of all, um, there's the myth that birds are really low-maintenance pets. I wish they were, but they're not. Um, birds are lower maintenance some, in some ways than cats and dogs in the sense that, you know, they're not, unlike dogs, they don't need to be walked. They don't necessarily need to go outside. Um, but they're really not considered low-maintenance pets. They do require food every day and fresh water every day. They require attention every day, so you can't just leave them in their cages and never pay attention to them. They're very, very smart, so they definitely need daily uh, interaction. They need to be able to um, talk to somebody, um, interact with other living beings in the house. Um, Sometimes we can put the television on for them and give them company that way, but um, they do really need human interaction. I mean, remember in the wild, these birds are in flocks of hundreds to thousands of birds, and in someone's home, they're usually just there either by themselves or maybe with another bird. Most of them are by themselves, and they really do need company. Um, They're very, very smart animals, and they need stimulation. So, you know, you can't just leave them in the cage. Um, They are not neat. They tend to throw their food around, and parrots in particular um, take the hulls off of seed if they're eating seed. They may chop up vegetables and fling things around and drop things on the on the floor around the cage. So they're not exactly neat pets. That's a misconception unto itself. But they're they're definitely not low maintenance. So if you're thinking of getting a bird, you have to think, you know, do I have the time? Do I have the energy? Um, do I have the finances to take care of this animal in terms of feeding? Um, and and medical care, um, and am I ready to keep a pet for many, many years? You know, a lot of these parrots live years and years and years long, decades uh, for some of the larger parrots, so they're not low maintenance. So that's the first uh, myth that I wanted to debunk. The second myth that I wanted to focus on is that birds are very fragile. 
for some reason, people think that, you know, one little draft or, um, you know, if birds are, if they fall, that they're just going to break. And they're really not fragile. I mean, certain things, certainly, you know, they're, they're lighter than many other animals. Um, they do have very light and thin bones so that they can fly, but they're not really breakable. They're pretty durable. Um, they can come out, they can jump around, they can fall. Um, they can be exposed to temperature changes. Uh, I think there's a big myth that if it gets cold in the room of your bird's cage, that that bird is going to catch a cold and die. And that's just not true. You know, many, many birds are outside flying around in different temperatures and different climates during different seasons. Birds actually adapt very well to different temperatures. Um, ideally, it just doesn't happen very quickly. So it's not like you have a bird who's in a, a 90 degree area and then suddenly you make it, you know, 40 degrees. So birds are not as breakable, as fragile as people make them out to be. Um, this myth about their being fragile is another one that I wanted to debunk, uh, that I wanted to uh, segue with into the third myth that I wanted to focus on, is that, that birds don't need medical care. Birds do need medical care, and one of the biggest reasons I hear that people don't want to bring their, their birds to the veterinarian is that they're afraid that something's going to happen to them if they take them outside in the cold, if they expose them to the outside. And that isn't really something that, you know, if you take precautions, certainly if you don't have to take your bird out in a snowstorm or a big ice storm, then don't. But um, typical weather that we're fine in, birds are too. If it's a little cool, you can wrap a blanket or a towel around your bird's cage. You can heat up your car before you put the bird in the car. Um, wrap the cage so that there's no uh, wind whipping through it. But birds really are fine to travel and taken with the proper precautions. And your bird does need medical care. Birds should have a, an annual checkup. You know, one certainly when they're first obtained, when they're first purchased, and then every year after that. And as they get older into their, you know, their senior years, and what senior depends on the age of the bird in terms of, uh, you know, is it is it a little bird that's only going to really live six, seven, eight, nine years, um, or is it a big, big parrot that's going to live? 40, 50, 60 years. So a geriatric bird has different meanings depending upon what species we're talking about. But um, in general, birds should have an annual checkup and as they get older, they should have a checkup probably twice a year. So birds do need medical care. Um, the, the idea that they don't is a myth. And the idea that something's gonna happen to them if they go outside, that they're gonna get chilled or cold and that's why you shouldn't bring them in, that is definitely a myth too. Um, another thing I wanted to focus on is that parrots are really mean and biting and aggressive. Certainly, there are some birds that seem aggressive, that seem to pick on people in the house they like, and then focus on maybe one or more persons in the house who, you know, they, they don't like and that they might lunge at or try to bite. Most of the time, birds are not really mean innately or aggressive innately, but they're afraid. Um, something happens to make them afraid of a particular individual. And it could be something as silly as um, a bird doesn't like the color red and the person that they focus on was wearing a red shirt. Something happened, a loud noise, or uh, something happened when they saw the color red and this person's wearing a red shirt now and they, they focus on the idea that, you know, the red person is the bad person. Um, so... You know, it's something silly like that. So when a bird is acting aggressive or bitey, it really just needs reassurance and training. 
and people need to learn how to work with those birds. So if you hear that that, sh that parrot is just mean, know that that's a myth, that that's probably a bird that had a bad experience. Um, anybody can have a bad experience and that's something that can be unlearned or untrained. Another myth that I touched on earlier is that birds can just live in a cage all the time. You know, certainly yes, they, they don't have to come out like a dog to be walked, but they can't live in a cage all of the time. They need exercise. They need to come out. Um, if it's safe for them to fly around in a, in a place where there are no open doors or open windows or mirrors exposed or hot pots of water or flames, anything that would be dangerous for a bird to fly into, um, if there are none of those things, then a bird can safely fly around. Um, if it's not safe for the bird to fly around, at least it can walk around. But birds do need time out of their cages. They need stimulation. They need to interact with their environment and the, and the people in their environment. Um, so while birds can be left for long periods in a cage, they do need daily time out of their cage, at least an hour or two a day, just to keep them from getting bored, from becoming destructive, screaming, feather picking, that kind of thing. So another myth is that they can be left alone all the time, just not true. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention that people seem to be very surprised by is the myth that birds will only lay an egg if they're with, uh, if a female bird is with a male bird, and that's just not true. People seem surprised when they have female birds alone in cages that suddenly have an egg. Remember that the chickens that uh, we raise commercially and that have those delicious eggs that uh, we tend to love and eat, um, those are infertile eggs from chickens who have never mated with roosters. So the same is true of our pet birds. Female birds can be alone and they will ovulate and, and develop eggs just the same way effectively women do. Um, but those eggs are not fertilized and they can pass them to the outside and they look like eggs, but they're not fertile. There's no fetus in them. There's no embryo. So uh, birds certainly can lay eggs even if they're not mated. So if you're going to have a female bird, you have to be prepared for this. And birds can lay eggs, parrots can lay eggs every 48 hours. So, and they can do that for years and years. I mean, cocktails are amazing little egg factories. And they will lay, you know, 10, 20, 30 eggs um, at a time, you know, one after the next. So it's really important that you're not surprised by that. And that if you have a female bird who is laying eggs like that, that you assure that they're on the appropriate diet, which means that they have enough calcium in their diet. Ideally, they have a pelleted diet. Um, that you, if they are having a lot of eggs in a row, since they're using a lot of calcium to make those eggshells, that they have some supplemental calcium in the form of um, a, uh, a mineral block, um, a cuddle bone, or some liquid calcium supplement, and that they have access to ultraviolet light because UV light is very important for their uh, making uh, vitamin D in their skin, and vitamin D is important in helping them extract calcium from their food. So the, that's the, the myth behind birds you know, have to be mated to lay eggs. Not true. Another thing that's important about birds' diets, at least for parrots specifically, is that unfortunately a lot of people still think that parrots need sand or grit or gravel to digest their food. And unfortunately this comes from the myth um, that started when we used to think that seed was the best thing to feed birds, particularly parrots, and that they needed to have some sand or grit or gravel 
in their stomachs, in their gizzards, uh, the gizzard is also called the ventriculus, it's the grinding part of the stomach, that they would need that sand in there to grind up the hull that's on the seed. Well, the two problems with that is that parrots actually take the hulls off of seeds when they eat them. So they actually eat just the inside of the seed, the kernel, and um, if they do need any gravel at all for grinding, it's just a little teeny, teeny bit. Um, and in general, they don't ever take in very hard things that will help, that they really require a lot of gravel or indigestible sandy grit to digest. Other birds, like pigeons or doves, the columbiform family of birds, they actually ingest seeds whole, and they do need a little bit of gravel in their stomachs, in their gizzards, to help grind up food. Um, but parrots do not, so we don't ever want to give them undigestible uh, grit or gravel, because it can actually build up in their stomach and cause a gastrointestinal obstruction, very serious problem. Um, hopefully we're feeding our parrots pellets that, you know, don't require a lot of grinding. They chew them up with their beaks, but in their stomach, pellets get soft when they're moistened with digestive enzymes and they don't need to be ground up that way. So again, if you are going to feed birds anything hard, like seed as a treat even, um, if you have a parrot, you don't need to feed them grit or gravel. Um, we were just mentioning beaks a second ago. There's another myth associated with beaks in birds, and that is that parrots or hookbills should have regular beak trims all the time. Now, that is just not true. Um, birds in the wild will grind down their beaks by climbing with their beaks, uh, grinding up hard food, rubbing their beaks on hard surfaces. This naturally wears down their beaks. Some birds in captivity, you know, they don't use their beaks the same way birds in the wild would use them, and, and they don't have the same wear on them. But typically, most birds, even captive parrots, hookbills, don't need regular beak trims. I have a lot of owners come in and they say to me, oh, the beak looks so long, we really, really need to um, trim the beak up and make sure that uh, it's not too sharp, it's very pointy. Um, unless a bird has pathology of the beak, like trauma to the beak, an injury where it's growing on more on one side than the other, or it's uh, what we call like a scissor beak, it's it, the top and bottom beaks are not meeting, They're uh, one, the top beak's going one direction, the bottom beak is going the other direction like a scissor, you know, those can cause abnormalities, those injuries, those, um, sometimes there's, these are congenital abnormalities. Those birds should have regular beak trims to keep their beak in shape so they can eat normally. This is uncommon and it is not something, you know, birds, healthy birds need nail trims. Um, they don't necessarily need beak trims. So if you're going to get a bird and it's a hookbill or a parrot, expect that they're going to have a long and typically pointy beak. Some types of birds have pointier beaks than others. Some birds have bigger beaks than others. There are birds like Cape parrots have very, very large top beaks. Um, some birds have very long pointy beaks, but they don't need regular beak trims. So that's another myth that I wanted to uh, put aside. Now, when we're talking about food and seeds, another myth is that um, birds really should just be eating seeds, that parrots should be eating seeds all the time, and that's what's healthy for them. You know that I'm a big proponent of pelleted diets. Um, pellets are nutritionally com complete for birds. They have everything that birds need to stay healthy and happy and live long lives. 
Seeds are made up mostly of fat and are very, very deficient in minerals. Um, they're deficient in vitamins as well. So while you can certainly have calories if you're a bird eating seed um, and you can actually get fat on them, the fat in seeds is not healthy. It deposits in blood vessels and in arteries. It leads to atherosclerosis or cholesterol deposits in arteries just as people get um, if they eat a very high fat diet. And seeds are really not what birds should be eating. Um, seeds can be given as an occasional treat. They're tasty, they're yummy, but they're not a complete diet. So if you're going to get a bird, realize that you're going to have to provide more than just seeds um, if the bird is going to be kept healthy. And ideally pellets with some fresh produce and seeds as an occasional treat. That's what we recommend for birds these days as opposed in the, to in the past when we just said seeds are for birds. And yes, wild birds do eat some seeds, but they're eating other things. They're eating bugs and berries and um, all kinds of other produce depending upon season. They're not just eating seeds all year round. So their diets are much more balanced than just the birds who are given, you know, captive birds who are given seeds. So that's another myth to be debunked that, you know, seeds are complete for uh, birds nutritionally, just not true. So we touched on a bunch of these myths. Um, you know, there are many, many, many other myths. The last one I wanted to focus on with you is that birds cannot live in houses with other pets. This is absolutely not true. Um, I have right now three birds at home and I have four cats. I've had dogs, cats, guinea pigs, reptiles. I've had all kinds of animals in my house. I've always have birds, um, big birds, little birds. And the key is that you really have to watch the birds. Um, you can't let them out and let them fly around the house in the presence of other pets, particularly predatory pets like cats and dogs that are the natural predators. They're not necessarily mean, um, but they're interested and they may try to go after a bird hopping around on the floor or flying around a room. So yes, you can have different types of animals in your home. You can't necessarily let them all play together. You shouldn't trust them, even if they're well-intentioned, friendly dogs and cats. So you want to be sure that you supervise your birds when they're out of the cage, um, but you certainly absolutely can have different types of pets in the same house, as long as you keep them separated and you keep track of them and you supervise them when they're together. So there are so many different myths, and I think I th the key here is really to, if you're considering getting a bird as a pet, um, you really want to talk to someone who's up to date and knowledgeable and current on what it's like to have a bird, um, what birds need, what long-term care they need, what they need on a daily basis, and you really want to talk to someone like a, a good bird veterinarian or a breeder or someone who has a lot of experience with birds and who is current on what's necessary. There's a lot of stuff on the internet that's old and outdated, so you can't always believe what you read. Um, and you really do want to think long and hard about getting a bird because many of these birds are really long, long-term commitments. And you don't want to, you know, get a bird for the wrong reasons just because they're pretty or they talk. Um, you really want to think this through and get some really good information. So talk to people. Um, go to sites like the Association of Avian Veterinarians website. There's a lot of good information on that site. Um, there are some terrific rescue groups that have very, very important 
information. If you're looking at a particular breed, read about that breed. You know, understand that birds have different personalities. That's another myth, honestly, that all birds are the same, that they don't have different personalities. And that's definitely not true either. Some birds are quieter. Some birds are shyer. Some birds are clowny. Um, you know, I have a couple different kinds of birds of my own at home. I have a, a Kaik parrot who is absolutely a clown. He rolls around. He's silly. He loves to come out. I have another bird who's a Pionis parrot, kind of a medium-sized parrot, and he's a little quieter. He's kind of like my little old man guy. I mean, he's 25 almost, and he it just he likes to hang out, but he's not rambunctious. So birds have different personalities, and you definitely want to match your personality to that of a bird. So if you're going to have this bird in your house long term, it suits you and your lifestyle and your personality. So I hope that this has made you think um, a little bit about some of the misconceptions you've heard about birds. And if you are considering a bird, you know, think about these things, get information, learn as much as you can. Um, if you have questions, don't be afraid to ask and, and get all that knowledge before you go out and bring that bird into your home. Um, just remember that if you're interested, if you mention the word debunked, to customer care at zupreme.com. The first three people that do this will receive a $50 Zupreme prize pack. So again, this is a really fun thing to do. And just remember also that when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout all of these episodes that I record, make sure you follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask questions, even specifically like today uh, about particular myths or questions you have about certain species of birds, and I'll answer those on the show. You can also see sneak peeks to episodes you might have missed there as well, so don't forget to check out our Facebook page. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. Again, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, and thank you so much for listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Supreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.